right, Mike, we're, uh, we're at it again. Uh, it's been nice getting to know your story, which we did on Franex. Uh, today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your story. Uh, and it's just me solo. So it's a, it's a different conversation. Um, before we get going, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the brand up just so that if anybody's watching this, they can see exactly what we're talking about. And you're not wearing the hat here, but you are. You're right. Tell me, like, working today. Yeah, right. Tell me how you get to the place of deciding that you want to franchise your business. And you've been going through this process now, which I, I want to hear about how the process is going. But how do you get to the starting line of saying, maybe this is the route I want to go to scale this company? Um, so I have been, the, how did I, how did I get to that point? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a long journey. Um, so when we started out, when I started out the business, I had an idea of what the business was and then we, I, we walked towards that location or tried to make the business work that way. And as yeah, we took those steps, we realized like, oh, that is not actually a good business plan. <laughs> let's, let's adjust. Um, so we were going to do direct sales and um, like street sales and then festivals, things like that. And, the, you know, the weather it is um, is an issue. So once you start getting into weddings and corporate events, you just, you know, you move inside. The, the event happens. The weddings happen. So the money comes in. You're able to pay rent and you're able to pay employees and you can you can move on and up. And then um, so then I thought the next step to grow the company was to get more carts. So. Um, I was thinking like, oh, if we have two carts, what if we have 20 carts? Like, let's work our way up to 20 carts and then we'll have, you know, 10 vans and we'll have trailers and we'll have like a, a hundred employees. Um, but that didn't work either. It was like the hot, the more, the hot, the more carts I needed, the bigger base I needed to, to, um, and again, doing direct sales. Like it just wasn't financially, like the numbers never really worked out. We, we put in more effort and we got a little bit more of a gain. Um, and then I went to, um, like, I, I, I found coaches. I found this, there's a group called SCORE. And I slowly learned over time of, of the things I was doing wrong in the business and different ways to grow the company. And I think I came, because I had known about franchising, but I hadn't learned about it. I hadn't, like, educated myself on it. Um, and once I once I realized like, oh, I can grow the company through franchising, I started to shift the the one location we had and pretended like I was a franchisee and like all the things I didn't want to do, all the things I wish systems um, that were, the systems that were created, I always just looked at it through, pretend I'm a franchisee, what don't I like, what do I wish was better? And I think that started around our fourth year where like my, my whole mindset changed. Um, and I, I think it was just through talking to people, just literally everybody, anyone and, and anyone that would that ran their own business um, and franchising just seemed to keep coming up. Like I can help a franchisee not have to go through all the pain and suffering that, yeah. that, that you, you know, when you start your own business. So I, I think that's how I, I think that's how I came across franchising. All right. So you decide you, you've run into some scale issues and you're like, okay, franchising is the right path for me. At this point, you, I would assume you go to the web and you say, how am I going to find someone to help me franchise my business? Yeah. If um, I'm yeah. and I don't know anything about franchising, it 
it's chaotic. So how do you navigate that storm? And and more so, this is advice for someone that's considering franchising their business too, because mm-hmm. you had to go navigate that storm now. Yeah, I mean it's 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 exciting. Like once once you feel like you you have figured out a certain way to grow your company, there's like a there's a level of motivation. Like okay, I need to focus on how to you know to learn about franchising and youtube videos um following you know just devouring all of the content on youtube really um is how i did it i just uh, you know i'm working all the time but if i'm driving i'm listening to youtube videos if i'm at the warehouse setting things up i'm listening to youtube videos and you listen to the to the to the same content over and over and over and over and over again and and you come across someone, you know, like you, or come across somebody like, like Charles. And, and um, there's a lot of sharks in the waters. You guys talk about things where, um, you know, franchise area where you can, you can actually get hurt as a new franchisee, that you can really get hurt. And um, so that stuck in my head. And, and I met a few sharks. Like I was, I, I, I called a few people and I, and I was like, wow, this is what they're talking about. Someone promised me the world. Like I'm older, so I'm, I'm not like fresh out, out the gate. I'm not, I'm not, you know, 18 years old being like, everything's going to be great. I'm just going to make it work. Um, but a lot of people on YouTube, you can, you can, you can learn a lot. And then, you know, you test, test the waters. And it turns out that a lot of the things that certain people on YouTube say are, are absolutely correct. Um, if I was to advise somebody, I would say just keep doing research, keep talking to people, and you'll eventually find people that in your gut you can trust and that you would want to be a part of your team, things like that. So you've now, you you cut through the clutter, you pick your team that's going to help you franchise your business mm-hmm. based on expectations of how much time it would take and how much money it would take to realities. Mm-hmm. How did that align? Um lowered expectations is the key to happiness. So <laughs> organic growth. Um, if you can convince one person besides, you know, besides my wife to, <laughs> to attach to me, um, that is, that says something, um, that if you like, yes, a hundred, I hear everyone talking about, Oh, you should get a hundred franchisees. That'd be great. And that's the goal. One franchisee. One, one is the goal. One, one person that you can guide and then, that person can tell the next person that wants to be a part of your team. Like, no, Mike's great. Like the, the company's great. The systems work. Um, there's money coming in. I'm, I'm happier. Um, so lowered expectations and um, everything costs twice as much as you think it's going to cost. So if I'm like, okay, I need to set a, a you know, X amount. Okay. Well, I can't execute anything until I double it because once you get, it's the same lessons over and over and over again. Once you get into the arena, it's not what you thought it was. And you need to be insulated uh, financially to be able to address the issues that you don't even know are coming up. Are you at a place now where your business has replaced income or are you at a place where you're good, but you know that franchising is your pathway to building greater wealth for you and your family? Um, I know that franchising is the what is the path forward. Um, 
so the, the the choice is always like okay so i could just stay small and then i you know i have a job and and i can and i can do this and we can we can grow our family and it'll be great um or i can i can move up another level and and i can have one person five people 20 people a, a million people or whatever you know like a, a higher number and i can just use the system to grow and then i can have my own my own areas like i, I actually enjoy doing sweetwater like i i like seeing happy people they're they're always very happy to um, we did like a, a coffee event yesterday an italianized event yesterday in the same spot um we did iced coffee with the lady and the lady was so happy it was it was a small event she was over the moon like so couldn't believe how beautiful the cards looked i see these every day so i i kind of forgotten like how pretty they are and, and how we look um I, I think franchising is a path forward for me and my family um but at the same time i would also like to run my own um but i haven't fully decided on that i feel like i don't want to take my my uh like I want to keep a pulse on what it's like to be a franchisee. I enjoy agreeing with some like, oh, this is really hard. We should change that. If I don't own my own, you know, small, tiny system that's working, will I be able to relate to the franchisees when they say, hey, Mike, when we do the coffee, I wish we would do this. I wish we'd do that. And I want to be able to, like, I wouldn't be running it, running it. I'd have a manager running the whole thing. Um, but I do think franchising is my pathway forward, like for my family, for, for, for what I want to do. I've not, I've not experienced your, your product yet. Um, so this is, this is my opinion. Um, I was at a block party. My parents had a block party uh, and someone who very similar to yours, they had uh, nitro cold brew uh, and root beer on tap out of their cart. Nice. Sat there and they gave it. And I asked my parents, I said, what, what is the cost on here? And it was, it was nothing. And so I'm like, but the coffee was really good. Mm -hmm. The experience was great. The cost was next to nothing. And so I, I plant this over there. I think about like cost per, um, for, for a product. Like if you were to sell each as it's standalone in a park, mm -hmm. how much would sure. you make? I get into the event side, I totally see the, the pathway there. I mean, weddings, graduation parties, parties yeah. in general, birthday parties, like the pathway is quite beautiful. When, when I start looking at that or I zoom out and say, uh -huh. with your personality and your belief in your product, is your distribution channel too small? Like, is the goal to get this to brick and mortar? Is the goal to like... How do you, how can you go open up a mall location? Not that malls are around anymore and pay very limited in real estate um, to, to have that opportunity. Like, are you, are you, do you have a tremendous product and you, you're going to have to even scale your own mindset as to what's the business model as you go forward? Maybe, maybe. Um, I do know, I know, I know what I don't know. And I do not have a storefront. Um, I know catering. Um, I know direct sales, like you can do um, farmer's markets and you can do, you know, uh, festivals. Um, but again, you run into issues of 
the guest's expectation. So if you're handing someone $5 for an Italian ice and you get two scoops, you're not very happy. Like you wanted, you wanted more. But if you're at, a, at an event, you're at work and there's like a, you know, employee appreciation day and it's unlimited and you can get two scoops and you come back, get something else, two scoops and you're not paying any money. The, the, the joy is higher on the guest side. Um, but I, I know how to do catering. Um, I know how to scale catering. Um, we have, uh, the computer systems to automate it. We have the, it's seven minutes. Like the systems we have have shrunk down our, our setup time, our service, like everything is smaller in time wise. So you have more energy to be happy or you can do another event. Um, I, on my team, my teammates know more about stores than I do. Um, and and if I, when I said earlier, I would like to own my own Sweetwater Ices, like that mentality. Like if, if someone's going to open a store, it's going to be me. I'm going to open the store first so I can run it and learn all the problems. And then we can scale it out after. Um, there's no reason why you couldn't do a, a store or like a, a place in the mall if malls start being cool again. Um, and yes, there's, there's, there's money to be made for direct sales. There's money to be made like everywhere. Um, but then I haven't done it. I, I know how to do catering. The, the, the catering is, it works you, and you can scale that model. You can have one cart, you can have four carts. Um, but a storefront, yeah, maybe in like three to five years. Um, and then depending on like the, the population and you know, the, what the, what the weather is like and, and the, the cost of rent and all these things. Um, uh, I will get advice. Like I will, I will do the same thing. I will like over-educate myself. I'll get as much coaching, as much advice as I can get, and then I'll execute it. And after I have solved all the problems, made the system smaller, then I'll go to the franchisees and be like, okay, if you want it, we can move you up from just catering to like a storefront. But yeah, the thoughts in my, I have, I have a few, you know, ideas that I want it, that I want to keep growing the company, but what I'm going to franchise is the model that I know works. The model that I know is not super easy, but I have made it really easy. Um, I wouldn't franchise something that I haven't done that I wouldn't know. I want to be the franchisor that when someone calls me, answered easy. Here, here's seven different ways to solve your problem. Just yeah. call me and tell me all your problems. And we can solve them. If I have a storefront, I haven't run a storefront, you know, really. So I don't really know. Are you making an earnings claim in your FDD? Can, okay. Can you explain that? What do you mean? Um, in item 19 of your FDD as a franchise, mm -hmm. you disclose how much money you could potentially earn as a franchisee. Are you putting, are you putting a disclaimer in there? I don't, I don't know. We are almost, we're, we're still going through that process. Got it. Um, yeah. the, the basics I know is that I'm not allowed to write stuff. I want to, like it, it, it's whatever makes the franchisee feel more comfortable about risking their lives. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would, if, if legally I'm allowed to, if my team advises me to do all of those things, like, yeah, of course. Um, what is what's the average ticket? So to book you for an event would mm -hmm. cost what? Um, so we do we do an hourly rate. So we do four hundred dollars an hour for any regular um, event, and then we do six hundred dollars an hour for weddings. Um, so we have multiple carts. If we book a wedding, 
that cart does not go out. That the, the bride owns that cart for the entire day. So if we're doing cocktail hour and it's a 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. and like three days before she says, uh, can we do, oh, what, recently we just had some, uh, the brunch. They want to do a quick brunch. So they just move the cart hours, our schedule. Like if we had double booked that cart, the answer is no. But when it's a bride, it's her day. Yes, absolutely no problem. So we just move it. So we charge $600 an hour for, for weddings. For regular events like corporate events, birthday parties, we'll double book. So we'll do an event in the morning from 10 a.m. to 11, and then we'll do a, you know, an employee appreciation day at the end from 5 to 7. Um, but we charge hourly rates. Uh, we, don't do, we don't do cup counts. Um, there's like multiple reasons as to why we do that. Sure. Um, but that's our rate, around 400 um, per hour. When this is happening is like a university, a university will say, okay, we want four carts for four hours. Right. Like it, it scales really nicely. Like it's very easy math for the event planner who has a budget and goes, okay, I'll take three carts for two and oh. a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the clearly, I mean, you're, you're, you've studied catering and you're cross applying that into a model that has the cart, and I'm sure you're your data behind this shows what is your average commuting time to actually get the cart there? How many yep. cups of product are you giving away over the course of yep. an hour? Mm -hmm. Engineer yeah. profitability, just like a regular restaurant would do. Yeah. So, I mean, like if, if I bought your business, as I mm -hmm. think through this, um, I probably wouldn't do storefront on day one. What I would build is a scaling model that after a franchisee has X number of carts in the marketplace, yeah. you'll give them the option to do so because then the cash flow that's coming from the other location, like the, the territory size or the cart cart size um, is strong enough to build sustainability. But if I think through that model, I mean, as you were talking, I'm like, your cart is already mobile. And because it's mobile, it goes inside outside. So now this, this might be a dumb starting point, but my head went to like children's haircuts that okay. for you to, to partner with them and take the real estate right inside that front door that can go outside is almost that wavy, you know, balloon thing that goes out <laughs> to pull people in. Yeah. and it can yeah. go out. I think that yeah. that's super viable. And on the catering front, um, like we've done this a bunch of times with some of our food brands is we've said, let's do a school takeover where all proceeds go towards that school. Like yeah. yours fits into the lemonade stand model of tomorrow. Like this is an adult model. Yeah. <laughs> and so the function is there. Do you see this as you're, as you're creating your vision? Is this a full-time gig or do you want this as like a add-on fun thing for the franchisee? So the I, I I like it as a full time gig. I I do it as full time, but I have four carts, and I I've done it before. I've done it like um, so. It, it's there's different layers. So like different franchisees may want different things. So if you want to do full time, it's going to take some time to grow your your income. Like year one is different than year three. Like over time, people will get to know who you are, who your company is, and Sometimes you'll do an event and you'll book three more events at that event because they just love the way everything is set up. Um, but um, so I was a teacher before this, so I'm able to substitute teach um, pretty much any anywhere I go. Um, so at the beginning, the first the first three, four years, 
um, we would just do Italian ice and that was in the summer. And then um, I would, I would substitute teach, you know, I would, it, would, it was supplemental income, but over time I was able to, uh, to, to, to move it from like lifestyle to supplemental to now it pays all of my bills. Um, yeah. I mean, so it, it depends. It depends on the, on the, on the, the franchisee at the location that they're in, what they want out of their life. Um, and there are different models that can work. It's, it's malleable, but it would depend on the individual. So if I'm paraphrasing, one, you're, you're still working through, through the vision. Like you decide mm -hmm. vision one or step one of your vision was I'm going to go through the process of becoming a franchise, which you are not officially a franchise yet, right? Correct. Correct. So I'm going to go through the process of figuring this thing out. I'm going to learn along the way, and that's going to help formulate what is my true vision. So you're actually in the you're in the process of, of articulating what the vision is and you're trying to line it up with the, probably the timing of, of going live with the franchise side. Right. I also hear that you as a human being, I kept on hearing you go back to this, which I love. It's like, I have to be in the barracks with my franchise owners and I, I'm continuing to, I, I love this, I enjoy it. I want them to be able to ask me questions about the business model and I can, I can support them. So I think that's great. Yeah. And you're also talking through like, understanding how scale fits into your vision that for a family that might become your franchisee, they might not have the financial bandwidth to quit everything and go full time. And you're like, that's okay. Build yeah. this up, build up the customer base. I'm going to show you how, and then you can scale over time, which I think, think is fantastic. Is that like, ultimately the, the headline is I'm still working on my vision. I'm trying to align it with, with the time in a franchise. I know catering. I basically took a catering widget and cross-applied it back to Sweetwater. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate this right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's. I have the vision in my head. Um, I know if I just wanted to just do franchising of just the catering with like the coffee, the s'mores, the you know the the, the fall winter um, events with the Italian ice events, it's it scales perfectly but there's more there. Like yeah. there's so much more, you know, um, like the companies do uh, research and development and they grow the company to the next level, to the next level. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to franchise just the catering with carts right now. And that, and that'll be great. After three years, I think I could get every single territory if the population is big enough to, you know, quit their job and, and, and do it full time. Um, and then at that point, um, the the story continues. <laughs> you know the, the 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 prism or whatever the the, the piece of which I, I push catering through is nostalgia and joy and happiness for the person on the other side of the cart. So the oh. storefront, I have a million ideas for the storefront, but I would never promise a franchisee like, oh, this is how you do it. Well, you know, it's just opening a store. That is not how it works. It has to. It has to be guaranteed. And the one, the only thing I can really guarantee is that I believe that uh, the cart catering company that I have can be franchised um, slowly over time. If you only want to do like a small um, one cart, two cart thing, that's fine. If you only want to do Italian ice, that's fine. If you want to max out and do four and do the year round, I, I can I can help both of those franchisees. 
I, I, you know, I can be a good franchisor and answer all their, you know, set them up, train them, do everything. Um, I just, I, I need coaching. I need a team around me to, to guide me as to what direction to help my franchisees so that everyone's taken yeah. care of. So, I mean, my, my statement on there is, uh, which, which I think you're, you're, you're following this, this process is always cut the deck or cut, cut the cards because anybody else's advice won't have the heart of the founder. And yeah. so listen, listen to it, but keep going back to your own gut on the, on what is important to you because other people's opinions are just opinions. And they might have best practices and they can say like right. this is route you can go. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. We have, we have a client, tremendous food product, um, and the vice of a group when we did a mastermind, similar to what we're going to do at, at Frank Camp, um, was take two of your items, scrap the rest, keep your restaurant, but go franchise those two items because they're your hero items. Mm-hmm. And he, he listened and he goes, absolutely not. I built this business. I have my vision. I have my dream. I'm not listening to you guys. No, whether whether that's right or wrong, he's weighing happiness as a part of his decision making process. And he's like, that would not yeah. make me as happy as as my original plan. So, just cut cut the cards. Let's um in the in the final final minute here. I want to sure. I want to put it out into the aura. <laughs> a year from now, I push play on this video. Mm-hmm. What has happened with the business? It's great. It's a great question. Um, what has happened is the FDD is done. <laughs> um, I have gone to Friend Camp in Chicago. I've learned a lot, um, and I have one franchisee that is super happy, very excited, making a ton of money. <laughs> you know, like just just a happy franchisee who is like, yes, this is great. You know, everything, everything's working out. All the systems work. Mike was right. And, you know, I've got another one coming up. That that would be a year from now. That'd be fantastic. Like, I, I think I have people who are already like, oh, can I franchise, can I franchise? And it's like, I, one at a time or, or whatever, two at a time. Um, nice and slow. So every, all the systems work. Everything's great. I just want, uh, the money's there. Um but I would just like a happy franchisee. I would like a, a, a person that goes, yes, thank you. That was, that was, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I want to do. I can't wait for the next, the next step, you know, for the story of the vision to continue. That's what I would, I would love that. I think that's great, man. I think you're, look, you're taking the right <laughs> approach to this. Uh, and I look forward to pushing playback on this and seeing just how far you come over the next year. Um, you're, you have a lower cost investment to get in you're pouring your blood, sweat, and tears into this. Your family yep. is surrounded on, uh, around the business. They're your North Star. Um, yep. So I look forward to seeing where the story goes. But I think I think oftentimes it starts with the attitude of the founder um, and you're approaching it the right way. I mean, I'll say with, with my own business, first three years, I said, I'm only paying myself $42,000. That's my annual salary. Yep. And I'm going to fit back my life to work within that. Now, when you own your own business, I had the benefit of going out to dinner with clients and stuff. So it actually served as the entertainment. So I didn't just need $42,000 to live, but I said, I'm committed to this so that I could build up a reserve. So I'll never have to have layoffs in, in the company. Yeah. Yeah. And so some of those early decisions end up 
making huge impact later on. And I can still point back to those that where the business now, our business has been around for 15 years. I can look backwards and say that some of those early decisions are still paying dividends today. So right. that's going to be good. We'll, we'll play back this video and you know, you're, you're in the process of franchising. And so I, yeah. I love the start of this story. We look forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, for Mike, I'm Nick, and this is an episode of Meet the Future Zor. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it once you're a franchise. Thanks, Perfect. Mike. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. Bye.